For to me I lose friends from yours. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Jesus, we worship you. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The priestly Lamb. The priestly Lamb of God. Ushima Christus, for to me Christus, to Christus, your priest, your worship should be priestly, it should be with knowledge. Your worship should be exalted, your exaltation should be priestly. Oh, priestly now, oh, priestly now, oh, priestly, the Lamb would be even all, even, even the priest of the church in Zion, the high priest, the high priest, the pastor. In Zion, the Phenehesia, the Father who stands in the midst of the congregation, the saints of God, Holy Lamb of God, your, your exaltation should be priestly, your worship should be priestly. We worship you, Jesus. We pray, let your, let this glory, this honor which you desire from the earth, may it arise to you in due time. In due season, that men will learn to worship you, that men will learn to give you praise, that you raise priests from the earth who can speak concerning your name, who can who can exalt that name, who can magnify that name, who can glorify that name. For you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy to receive praise and glory and honor for your separation, for your holiness. For your majesty. We give you glory this morning. Amahata Shiai. Verhada Shiando Makados. The season over the heaven. The Holy Son. The Holy Son of the Father seated at his right hand. The inheritor of the throne of God. The, the, the majestic Son of glory. We worship you this morning. We bring all the reverence to your name. We, let our hearts break and bow and crumble before you. Let every knee bow, every tongue. May they sing of your great name this morning. Our Lord, we worship you. We're here with our heart, with our soul, and with our being. Just willing to sit at your feet. To move again into the school of holy things. To allow our hearts to come out of the places of vanity. Where it has clung to. 
that you will cause mercy again to bring us by the rivers, the rivers where your holy stream does flow, that we can drink of which you said you purify us by the truth, even thy word which is truth which brings cleansing to the soul. But we ask, O oh God, for priestly cleansing, priestly sanctification this morning. We pray, Lord, let this gathering this morning be holy unto you. May you find it a, a holy ground, Father, where you can share your truth, where you can speak of the things that matter, the things that pertain to your life, that pertain to your son and his life. Father, we thank you for the release of the Holy Ghost who will carry our soul and our heart and our consciousness into this experience, into this great place of blessing. Thank you, our God. We give glory to your name. I ask that you take this vessel, use it as an instrument to a channel, a conduit of your holy word this morning. Let the spirit of understanding be present. Let it help and aid every heart to, to understand at different levels. Father, we give all the glory to your name. We worship you. Thank you for the teaching spirit that you make available for us today to be blessed. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Um, you can come a bit closer, please, if you can. Praise God. Our greetings to everybody. God bless you. Um, let's take our Bibles again. Amen. <coughs> Book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Please, can we just appreciate my wife and thank her for helping us to worship God this morning? Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Caranovan, Ferro, Cipriello, Scon, Cormoran, Cabran, Eelsis, Forodos, Ceprio, Otomi, Havanos, Ephenomaratoski, Carios, Kefrenon, Faradios, Fedreos, Feradano, Fenestius, Tome El Costo, Faranos, see to see him. Tonierios, your heart to see him. Cardio took him, your heart to see him. Listeraldos, uh, help you, help your heart. So I can to make come to help your heart to see, to make you see him. For to mighty us, he ought, for he ought to be seen only him. Or me has he ought to to see, to see avengers to fair, Ephios to priest. For to make carnal for this sight. For sighting of him is uh, is entrance is access for to mikato to penef fetunaha to enter to make you see him for sighting seeing him for seeing him will be entrance into him for as many who can see him gain entrance as many who can sight him gain access by entrance access 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 for to for Stephen, for even he has many things to say, for he has many things, many things, many things to say 
many things to teach of his covenant. For he has many things to say and many things to show. Many things, many things to say of his covenant. For, for season, for even he shall sit among you, even as a teaching priest. And a priest that teach who shall teach the knowledge of his priesthood. For he has a high priesthood. And for to teach the things that pertain of, to that priesthood. For here he comes. He comes for, for, to, for to see him. To see him. Cause many. We come and we come with help. To cause heart. To cause eyes. For here this priesthood is, is difficult to see. Because it's not of the earth. And it's not of men, but it's a higher and higher order and higher order of priesthood. But we will cause you to see and we will make you to see. We will help you to see. We will come to help you to see. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Father, we bless your name. For For even Albrad, even he is... For even he is that lamb, but for he is that lamb that took the book. For to he took the book for to teach the book. He took the book to teach it. He took the book that it should no longer be secret. He took the book that it should no longer be hidden. He took the book out of the right hand of him that saw that it should no longer be a, a hidden thing but that he should be able to make it known. For therefore he broke the seals thereof. He took the book and the seals of the book he broke for to to reveal the content of it, to show men the content of it. But yeah, time, it's now time for men to see the content of the book. It's now time for men to see and to understand. It's now time for men to come and see. 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 Come and see what the Lamb has opened. Come and see what the Lamb is opening. Come and see what the Lamb is teaching. Come and see what he's saying. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. For yeah, even to the ends of the earth, the call is going forth to far and wide, to all and sundry. Come and see. 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 See at the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We, we bless your name this morning. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let us open our Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter um, Amen, chapter 12. Revelation, chapter 12. Verse 6. Praise God. Revelation 12. I'll read from Amen. Verse 10. Revelation 12, verse 10. And, and I heard a loud voice. I heard a loud voice in heaven. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. 
for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise God. They overcame him by the, by the blood of the Lamb and by the, by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death, praise the Lord. The, the word of their testimony. And of course, there nothing we know that nothing of of man can overcome the dragon. Nothing of man can overcome the devil. Praise God. So when it says that they overcame him by the word of their testimony it was not their own testimony. That it was in other words it Although it was now their own, but it's not originally something that belongs to men because this dragon is a, a higher creature than men. So for them to overcome, that means they have received a testimony that had become their own testimony. Praise God. They had received a testimony that had become what? Their own testimony. Amen. Uh, So that testimony is the testimony, the word of their testimony is the testimony which was given to them. means that they have anybody who comes into this testimony must have must be a priest, must have con- gone through the process of the giving of the testimony. And the process of the giving of testimony is only in the priesthood that testimony is given to men. Praise God. The purpose of the, of the priesthood is to be able to, to give the testimony to, because what the, the priesthood is keeping is the what is the testimony. Amen. So I know, of course, what happens in, in the priesthood is, is in is service. That happens, the service of God. Praise God. Now, the, the, the service of God that happens in the, in the, in the, in the tabernacle um, is actually is service for increase. It's actually service for access. There's a way that they do things in the tabernacle mm. that as you, are, you learn service for the purpose of serving mm. is to gain access. Mm. That's the way the tabernacle is designed. Amen. Mm. And so that, that's the nature of the service of God. The nature of the service of God is no man serves God just for the sake of it. Um, God doesn't, does not, hasn't designed service. For men in that way, God as God designed service to be redemptive. So, servants, any time the soul serves, the soul a transaction is taking place. It's not possible for the soul to serve a spiritual cause without a without a spiritual transaction that impacts the soul to take place. If you serve the devil. He will kill you. 
right? It will, when you are, as you're serving him, nobody can serve the devil and remain the same. As you're serving him, a transaction is happening. So that's the nature of spiritual service. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And every soul is serving somewhere. It's just a matter of where is the soul serving. So, so praise God. So, we, um, so the becoming servants of God is a target that every soul must have, that every Christian must have, as a, must be a target that every Christian must have to become a servant of God, praise the Lord, and we see that the purpose of serving God is for the is as you are serving God, there is a fashioning, a change that occurs in the process of service, and the power of that change is in the ordinance of service. Praise God, the power of the change that service of God brings to a soul. It's where in the ordinance of service, in other words, and that ordinance of service is the is the is the is the secret of the priesthood. The the ordinance is like what God told Moses that no man knew that they are secret that God has to say when you check the book of a huge part of the book of Exodus, you will see, and then go into Leviticus. Praise God, you see. And the Lord said unto Moses, you see, chapter after chapter after chapter. You see, the Lord said unto Moses, saying, the Lord, many times he will say, the Lord said unto Moses, saying, say unto Aaron and unto his sons. And then he will begin to speak. He will say unto Moses, saying, say unto Aaron and unto his sons. Praise God. So that speaking, those things which the Lord said, they are secret. No man, they can never occur to any man if God does not say it through the the priestly ordinance. Sorry, it doesn't say it through the a relation, a priestly relationship that Moses had with God. Praise God for and God created that relationship for so he can establish a priesthood on the earth. Of course a an out natural priesthood. It cannot sorry if in a, a, a priesthood after the present order, mm-hmm. praise God, Hallelujah. but nonetheless a priesthood which had potential for change, for transformation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So those things and things that that can change men are secrets. Mm-hmm. Amen. There is yeah. there is nothing that can change men that is common. That is just easy knowledge. Mm. That's why when you see that matter, subject of change is a very, very high, is a very high um, achievement. Mm. Change, transformation mm. is a very high achievement mm. when it comes to the change of a man. Mm. Men, even men don't know how to change themselves. Yeah. That thing is a secret that is locked out of the consciousness of men. Mm. Praise God. You find a lot of times when on the earth right now, you find that many of most of man's the exertion of man's strength is about how to transform himself into something. Mm. That when you check most men in, the, in terms of their conscious effort, they are, when you look at their in the beginning of the year, they write their yeah. New Year resolutions. They have goals. They have plans. When you go towards corporations, they have goals, they have plans. You go, praise God. There is always a great exertion, praise God. And 
And you find that change cannot happen really except there is some kind of infusion of information from the realm of the spirit mm. down to man because soul does not respond to man's plans. The soul responds to, to spiritual, spiritual potential, spiritual energy. Praise God. Unless spiritual energy is released, it's hard to change the soul, mm. to make the soul to change a, take a certain mm. shape mm. or formation. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So another, an easy way to put it, and this should be very easy when you look, think about it, uh, but it's very clear that to change a thing, you need something more powerful mm. yes, than it. In other words, when you, when you look at physics, a thing doesn't have the power within itself yes. alone. To move itself. Something power. So the body continues in the same place. Or, or what? State of, or relative motion. State of rest or relative motion. Unless it is exerted upon. By an external force. Amen. So those are, that's physics. But that is. It, that's physics. But it's, those physics are just. Physics. Man did not create physics. They call it Newton's law of motion. But when you see Newton's name there, you think Newton invent, invented it. <laughs> am, I, am I correct? That's how science works. So it's just Newton, he just said, ah, this is the way things are. I just, we just found that these are things are. That when you see anything, it will stay in that place of rest unless it force acts. But who made it that way? You know, that's the problem physics. Science doesn't ask. Science is the answer as if they know everything, but really at the core of science is just the discovery of things that are already there. But they never ask who made it, that who decided that things should be that way. Of course, it's God. So that will tell you that if God designed things that way, those things speak about principles in his heart, right? About principles, about the states of being that cannot be broken. So it is in the same way, a spiritual entity will remain in its same position or in its current trajectory of motion, unless something else that is spiritual has an effect upon it. Amen. Are you seeing that? Now, so it is not within men to change themselves to an idea that they have. When you see a man is changing, most likely, or, or really according to the principle, is because a spiritual action mm. is being exerted, a mm. spiritual influence mm. is being exerted upon the soul mm. of the person. Praise God. So, so you see God, when the Lord gave the ordinances of the priesthood mm-hmm. to Moses, um, he was giving Moses secret of, of organization mm. that of something holy, powerful. He gave the Lord, the, the Moses, the secret of arrangement of, of an organization of what he called, he called the priesthood, mm-hmm. such that it, it must be ordered a certain way, mm-hmm. both in terms of the, the physical elements of it, yes, and then in terms of the, the principle of interaction yes, with it. That if it is designed this way and interacted with in this manner, it can cause change to happen. Mm. It can ch- cause change to occur mm. in the hearts of men. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, and those things are secrets, like I said. They are secrets. Amen. Amen. They are, when it comes to, to changing the altar, I remember when, they, <laughs> when 
a king when um, Israel was approaching the promised land. Mm. You know that journey into the promised land. After a while, it became clear to all the nations around Israel that there is some, this nation, they are not just a natural people. You know, at first, they said they were treating them naturally. Nations will come and fight them. They think that you are going to fight just a natural, normal people that you go and win with war. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. But after a while, some of the kings started noticing that these people are not... not it's as if there's something that binds them. That there is something... As you see them moving in the wilderness, moving and moving, means there's something pushing them. Praise God. There is a power pushing them. There's a power moving them. It's as if there's something unstoppable moving them that anything they come across, they can crush. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that king was a very wise king to observe that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and his observation also was that these people, whatever force is moving them, is not the force of war like we know it. Mm-hmm. it has, there is something spiritual mm-hmm. about their trajectory. That they saw that Israel had a spiritual trajectory mm-hmm. in, in, in the spirit. He noticed that. Amen. And you know that, of course, Israel speaks of those of us. We are the real Israel. The Bible says that we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, who rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So, that we, so we also have a spiritual trajectory. Praise the Lord. And so he, he realized that ah, these guys, will, they will continue in this state of relative motion. Amen. And it so happened that he, when he calculated it, that Maybe he checked their part of movement that we are in the <laughs> we are in their pathway. <laughs> are you getting me? That we are in their in their pathway that if so we need to bring another spiritual force to stop them. He knows that you know that only a spiritual force can tamper with the with the force that is moving Israel forward. I said, okay, how do we that's why, to me, that king was very, very wise. He was very, 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 very wise in his, in his operation. Then he said, okay, no problem. How do, he knows that how, do, how you can stop Israel has to be a secret. It is a secret because their strength is a secret spiritual strength. And when you really go down to that strength, the strength is in that, you see those, that tabernacle, they, they rear it down, they pick it up again. <laughs> Praise God. They tear it down. They pick it up again. That thing joining in the midst of them, in their formation. That's where the strength is. That thing, the covenant, was the strength of the nation. So you see, they'll go out to war and all that, but it's not the guys who are carrying... They had war instruments. They had spears. They had uh, um, all of those things. But that's not what was winning the battle. What was winning the battle was the Ark of the Covenant, which was inside the inside the tabernacle. Amen. Because that thing, how, how does it win the battle? It gives them instructions for battle. That is, that is the priestly life. A priest doesn't fight the way the hidden nations, they fight, where they go and strategize and all that. A priest fights based on holy instructions, instructions given by the Lord. That's the nature of a priestly life. When you see a soul that is priestly, they don't move by calculation. They move by instruction. They move by the leading of the spirit. They don't move by how things appear. 
they move by. There's something that they have. They are possessors of covenant. Mm. And that covenant gives instruction mm. as to how they ought to move and, how, and what things that they ought to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he said, okay, no problem. Let's go and look for the man. The, let's look for the most dangerous prophet. Right? Which is, which is, who's a prophet? A prophet is a man who has access to secret things. Praise God. And, and of course, they must have known, you know, those, some of those kings, no kings are not ordinary. Eh? Those kings were, um, they were, many of them to sit in a place of dominion. At that time on the earth, you must, have, you must be knowledgeable about things. Amen. There's something that they would have known. He would have known that that man called Balaam, that the God that he, that one talks to is higher than all the other gods. <laughs> all right? He must have known that, that the God that Balaam talks to is higher than who? Than the other, than the other gods. So he went to go and bring Balaam. So Balaam had to they had to bring him to, okay, how can we change the trajectory of this nation? How can we stop them? That's, the, that's what he meant to curse. Mm. Right? The word curse means to tamper with your destiny. Mm. That's to, when you say you are cursed, it means mm. that you have been tampered with. Mm. Your, your destiny, your path, which you ought to take, mm. has been shifted. Mm. That's the name of cause. Blessing means you've been ordered. Mm. According to God's will. That's the meaning of a curse and a blessing. A cursed, a cursed man is the man who has been deviated from the will of God. The pathway of God. When you, your soul has been shifted from the way that he ought to take, that's a, that's a curse. See, you, so you now realize the curse which Jesus Christ came to heal. Praise God. What he came to remove the curse from man. And the curse, where curse came from, was in Eden, right? When, and what happened in Eden was the shifting of the trajectory of the destiny of man. When you, so to cross a thing is to make a thing change from the will of God. So a curse is not what we think a curse is. That someone sweared for you or someone, someone cursed you from an oracle and because of that, things are not working well for you. That's not what it means to curse a soul. Many souls are living under the curse. Any soul who is in the world is living under a curse. Praise God. Any soul who, is not, who hasn't found the way, who hasn't found the destiny in Christ, and are walking in that path, you are walking under a curse. It doesn't matter what is working for you, how much money you have and all that. That's not what it means to be cursed or to be blessed. Amen. Amen. So a man who... So you see, blessed is the man that walketh not. In the counsel of the ungodly, not standard in the way of sin. Are you seeing those positional things? It's so, and they are relative to the ungodly sinners, the scornful. Are you seeing that? But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doesn't meditate day and night. So, so it means that blessing and being cursed, they have to do with your position relative to the will of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, they, they called, so when they called him to come and curse Israel, what he was just saying is, come and change them. Are you seeing that? 
Because if you take to, to curse them means let us tamper with where they are going. Make them not have, have progress or have victories anymore in their approach. Because they were taking every land as they were going. That was a prophetic, praise God, there was a, Israel had a prophetic destiny to inherit the, to inherit the promised land. Right? That was, the whole nation was, were a prophetic nation, praise God. All of them, they became, by virtue of the priesthood, they, because the priesthood, it generates prophetic movement. That's the purpose of the priesthood. It generates prophetic movement. Like Samuel, like we've seen before, after he, he became full in stature, priestly stature, his feet began to move prophetically. And then he, be, he began to steer the whole nation prophetically. That's the way it was in that time. Amen. So even the Bible says, as they went from one nation to another, from one people to another, he suffered no one to do them wrong. But he said, touch not my anointing and do my prophets. You know, there's a way we interpret that to say my prophet is the pastors, so don't touch them. And uh, it's also true because any any person, one of the worst things you can try to do is anybody who is living prophetically to try and do them harm. Mm. <laughs> so uh, their name might not be bishop or archbishop or anybody. They might be the cleaner in the church, mm. but they are living prophetically. Mm. Such people you don't tamper with. You don't try to. You can't even. You, you actually cannot. say so There is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination. It means it's actually not possible. When you try to do it, like Balaam did, <laughs> praise the Lord. Right? Balaam still, still tried to do it. He tried to, to, to enchant and to divine against them. Amen. Amen. There is no more blessed place to be than to live in the will of God. There is no more secure place to live than to will, live in, in the will of God or to live in the prophetic program of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so, of course, that, that did not work. Um, he tried to curse them, but the Lord began to... The Lord began to bless them, and he began to affirm to them, Amen, Amen. all those things. So the, the, it's not possible for a soul to acquire change or to overcome. So these people who they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony means that this word was not their own. Something higher than them came upon them. And so that thing was the word of their testimony. And so, and what we are saying is that the Lord gave the priesthood for service. And in the ordinance of service is the secret to transformation or the secret to overcoming. Because in service, that's how the testimony is being interpreted. Amen. Amen. That's how what? The testimony is being interpreted in service. The testimony is being interpreted. Now, there's a way you can, when the Bible says in the book of Malachi that the priest lips should keep knowledge and they should seek the law at his mouth. 
It should keep knowledge. They should seek the law at its mouth. It should keep knowledge. They should seek the law at its mouth. Now, it's easy to see the priest as somebody who is always just talking, 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 talking. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the priestly, the priestly, priestly development is more than just talking, right? Or the, this, the, maybe the priest reading the scripture or reading the Bible. The priesthood is more of a... The learning of a priesthood is more of the learning of an organization of life than just learning things. Now, because if, if when it really comes to it, I mean, if you wanted to read all the things, the Lord explicitly wrote, have, had it recorded in the Bible, the laws of Israel, both the priestly one and the one even the civil one to the people. That if you really wanted to really just go and read it and then memorize them or know them, which the Jews do, um, it shouldn't take too long to do that. And I, I believe that at some point in Israel, there will be a lot, there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of people who might pick particular interest in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were trying to do, the Israelites tried to do, to just teach even the commoners, just teach them mm-hmm. all that Moses said. Mm-hmm. They teach them about the tabernacle, mm-hmm. teach them about the, all the principles mm-hmm. and the laws that the Lord gave. Mm-hmm. But just knowing them mm-hmm. does not make you able to just walk into the, the temple and begin to do things. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Because the priestly impartation of the priesthood is more of a culture. Mm. Praise God. It's more of a culture than just of something Mm. that is said. Mm. Amen. Amen. So that's why they had to send Samuel to the temple Mm. and give him to Eli. Mm. And Eli was there. Samuel was there with Eli. Mm. And Eli was speaking to Samuel, mm. and he was not just speaking to him, he was, he was showing him things, mm. and he was learning things mm. about how a priest should live. Mm. And those things, you can't see them necessarily by just being outside. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, in the Old Testament... Um, there's a way we see the Old Testament, but that's not the way it was. Mm. Um, in the Old Testament, we see the Old Testament as an era that was void of spirit. Mm. And in the New Testament, as the spirit, mainly spiritual era, because in the New Testament, the Holy Ghost came inside us, mm. and is living is inside us. Mm. So, because of that, we feel that maybe, you know, when, when you see that place, the, for the letter killer, the spirit give it life, you say, wow, letter is old. So people divide the word that way. Letter is Old Testament, Spirit is New Testament. So, so Old Testament was just flat letter, and then New Testament is Spirit. But there's nothing could be farthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. In fact, when it came to, it's, it's, it's very likely that the present like on the earth right now, mm. in terms of, let's say the present state of the church, in terms of the manifestation of the Spirit mm. that we are seeing, mm. in terms of the ordering of the affairs of men, we might not even have gotten close to the, odd, the, the, the level of the operation of the Spirit at in the, let's say, for example, in the temple at that time. Mm. 
or in the tabernacle at that time. The fact that the Holy Ghost is inside you doesn't mean you are using him. To be honest, for most of us who are born again, who have Christians, who are Christians, we are born again, the Holy Ghost is in you, but he, he have, since we have been born again, we not use him to do much. It's, it's, it's almost as if it's not even there. In terms of the, the dealings of the Spirit, operating with the Spirit, living by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, we are actually very, very, not, we are not very knowledgeable in the Spirit. I mean, the, the present-day church, we are, not very, we are not knowledgeable in the Spirit. For many of us, olden, Old Testament priests knew more about the Spirit than we do. We are living in an ideological world where we just feel what is it is the near test because we just pray in tongues. <laughs> There's more to walking in the spirit, living in the spirit than speaking in tongues. They are, those guys they didn't speak in tongues, but they walked by the spirit. So they, they had spirit, all of them. You will not have a priest at that time. I mean when the when the tabernacle was functioning, mm-hmm. when the tabernacle still had the glory, it still had the presence when it was functioning, you will not find, let alone leave, what about the Levite? You won't even find a Levite that is not very, is not knowledgeable yes, practically yes, in sir. the spirit. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so when the Spirit comes upon them, the Spirit, they carry the Spirit at that time. Mm -hmm. They prophesy. Mm -hmm. Now, the sign of tongues, speaking in tongues, they didn't have that, which we do have. And ours is given for a particular reason, for a particular work in the New Testament. We've we've talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. But in the Old Testament, they did prophesy. And they didn't only prophesy, they, were, they knew how to be led by the Spirit to do things. The Spirit also cultured them and taught them. That's the reason for that tabernacle um, separation where you bring the Levites. Praise God. Now, in, let's say when you tell a Levite to prepare a, a bull or something for sacrifice, the way they go about doing it, it's not just anyhow. There's something with the way they handle it. If you bring a commoner, even though you, the commoner has read about it, this is what you do, you put the, the meat here, you take this part, cut it out. But by the time he begins to handle it, you know that this person does not know what he's doing. He's an illiterate with it. Do you think it's, it's just any, anyhow to make sacrifice go up? <laughs> you think anybody can just come and do it? That after you've done it, it will just it begin to go up, the sacrifice. I go <laughs> receive it. <laughs> to make sacrifice, the Day of Atonement, to make to make Day of Atonement successful, that after that Day of Atonement, when everything, you've done everything, you've actually atoned for the sins of the people, <laughs> that they are not going away with their sins. There is a knowledge. See, that thing, 
they are doing things that the people cannot do for themselves. There is a knowledge in priesthood. There is something that the priest knows about what they are doing. Praise God. The skill, you, you, saw, you, you saw an example of the guys who the Lord allowed the Spirit to rest on them for the sculpting of the, of the building of the house. Are you seeing that? So it means that in that, that was an operation of that time that God can cause Spirit. Now if God calls Spirit to rest on the people, people who will carve the ark, who will do the art, who will do the work, and then you think the priests who are everyday serving in the tabernacle, they didn't have spirit on them, that they are not anointed to serve. No, when you check the Bible, one of the ways you consecrate priests is through the pouring of the oil. And, and, you, and that oil is not an ordinary oil. When you are pouring the oil, it signifies the pouring of the spirit upon them. At that time. So those men, all those priests, you see, see Eli, the son, Aaron, the sons of Aaron, they were men who had the anointing of the spirit upon them. To carry out the affairs of the what? Of the tabernacle. Amen. Am I making sense to you? So, so it means that that's, there is a, there's a, a priestly, like, let's say that tuning of the lamp now of that Aaron was doing. Sorry, Eli was doing. The tuning of the lamp. Of the, you think anybody can just can do it? If it's just, let's go and tune that lamp. It's very easy now. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time when Eli stops doing it, well, say, don't worry, Eli, old man, don't worry, you can sit down. We can start doing it. Yeah. How hard is it to, to actually <laughs> trim the wick or whatever? I bet you that same thing, all of Israelites in their own camp, in their houses, were doing. they do it every night because mm-hmm. they have their own lamp. Yeah. But how come the Bible says that after Eli passed away, the lamp, no, but there was no one to trim it again. The whole thing died. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, there was nobody to go there and do it. No, there's something about the, that light of the holy place. Is a, it's the, it's, it, that light, it, it, it's what keeps the, the, to me, I feel it what, it's what keeps the seraphic environment. Of the most solar. If you, if you, he's not doing it well, it will be affecting the atmosphere mm. of the sanctuary. Mm. And that atmosphere, and, the, and priests, they know, they know that, they know when there's atmosphere mm. and when there's no atmosphere. Mm. Amen. Are uh, you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you think that that tabernacle was just a house that anybody can build? That what made it like what made that the tabernacle? Do you think it's just because they can build? If that's the case, there are people in Israel who can copy exact, exactly everything yeah. and build their own in their backyard yeah. and be going there. Yeah. It's not just that, it's about by the time you are approaching that place, the holiness <laughs> of the place, the ambience <laughs> of the place, because they make sure everything is anointed with oil. Yeah. All the utensils, as you're anointing with oil, spirit is resting upon them. Yeah. They became capable of, of doing spiritual things. Mm. Like the vessel you used to carry the blood yeah. of the animal. As you're carrying it, there's something, there's a spiritual operation yeah. going on with the blood and the, and the utensils mm. in the house. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so those things were those things were spiritual. So in the ordinances of the priesthood, right, when you bring someone to begin to learn in the tabernacle, the impartation that's given to them is more than just the physical writing of the testament. When you're talking about the giving of a testimony, like what Samuel received when he received the covenant on the inside of him, he became an embodiment of it, mm. that he could still steer Israel in the right direction, even without the, that tabernacle being functioning. Am I correct? It means it was a culturing mm. on the inside. And so that thing, is, that acquiring of that thing is what you call service. Mm. Service is the acquisition of the culture of God. That's what you call priestly service. It's the acquisition of God's culture. Last time I, I, I defined it in a certain way that priesthood is, the, is, the, uh, is coming into agreement. Right? It's the same thing. What, is, what are those agreements? These ways. Way, inward way. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that in is what, and so that service is the ordinances of service are what are the, the, the ordinances which God has given. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's very clear that how did Aaron receive those ordinances? He received them by impartation. Aaron got impacted by a man called Moses. Mm. Aaron, you see Aaron? Then you see Aaron's sons. Yeah. Right? Because Aaron's sons, many of them were already grown men mm-hmm. by that time when Moses was receiving yeah. the, the thing. So it wasn't Aaron who directly raised his sons in the priesthood from maybe when they were babies because they were already men. Mm-hmm. All of them had to come under. They came under, the, under Moses in a way. Although Aaron was the main one. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was also helping his sons, yeah. right? But Moses was ministering to Aaron and his sons. God was telling him, say unto Aaron and unto his sons. Are you getting me? Yeah. Now, when in Moses' teaching of Aaron and his sons, that teaching wasn't ordinary. Mm. It was somebody, a man who's... He who had gotten what one of the main reasons why God sent Moses up to the mountain was to receive the he he went to cut out a part take part of the of the anointing of the grace for culture priestly culture from them. Does that make sense to you? For culturing of priest or with his tongue. Are you getting me? So that's why when he came, his face was shining. So that face was actually a teacher. He was able to impart. When Moses is talking to Aaron and his sons, he's not, Mary was teaching them how to bless. In this way, shall you bless and all. It wasn't just teaching per se. I know that for sure. That in the countenance of Moses, there's a capacity to impart the culture. Like when Moses is teaching them, they will begin to see the culture of blessing. They will begin to see it. They will begin to see it. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Amen. Amen. Now, Praise God. That was the same thing that Moses received from God that Aaron and his son received from Moses that they were ordained to give in measures to Israel. I mean, if you believe me. Do you believe me? Do you believe that it was something that was spiritual that they are supposed to give to Israel? In that Numbers chapter 6. He said, in this wise shall you bless what? Shall you bless them? Then by saying unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine. So it means that, and then lift up his countenance. It means that at that time in the Old Testament, there was operation of Face and countenance mm. upon the nation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And be gracious unto you. Are you getting me? Yes, leave his face and then his countenance. So you can see that if Aaron should bless Israel in that way, it means Aaron and his sons must also have received the blessing of face yeah. and countenance. Yeah. How did they receive it? It's also from the face and the countenance of Moses, yeah. which Moses received from the face and the countenance yeah. of God. Yeah. When Moses, you know Moses always goes into the tabernacle of congregation, yeah. open and sometimes he will spend a lot of time there interacting with the face and the countenance of mm-hmm. God, according to that measure mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I, now, what, what is the purpose of face and countenance? What is it for? What is the reason for face and countenance? It's to, it's to impart culture. Mm. Right? Yeah. What, the reason why Samuel was sent to Eli yeah. is to receive the face and the countenance of Eli. Yeah. That is, those things contain the priesthood. What the priest is actually me- meant to minister is face and countenance. When you see, even though a Levite who helps in 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 with this this the who helps out with the sacrifices, even though you can read what they are meant to do, but really the the real culture of how they handle the altar of sacrifice. They really, how they really got it is from the face and the countenance of the priest when he's teaching them on how they do offering. How does the movement of the in, inward of a man with the handling of offering that should be holy unto God, that should be righteous to God. Am I making sense to you? Those are the secrets of the priesthood. That's what makes it work. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the 
the word of their testimony. Are you seeing that? And so it's very clear that we know that these people receive this testimony by service. That the only way a soul can receive the testimony of God is by service. Is by service. And the testimony is the property of servants. We know that from Revelation chapter 1. Where who, who they, you give the testimony to. Am I correct? Verse, Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And the sentence signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record of the word of God and testimony of Jesus Christ and all the things that he saw. So what he wants to show is to show unto his servants all those things. And we saw that those, this testimony, praise God, is the things which the one of the things which the servants are meant to receive are, are we are we are we following today yes sir praise god are we following okay yes, let's let's go to the book of of let's go to chapter five now in chapter five we we begin to see when the the this whole thing of the testimony began to be open the when the testimony Praise God. When the testimony began to be open, in was in chapter five. In chapter five, I'll read from. Praise God. Verse 5, he says that um, one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, for behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, right, has prevailed to open the book and to lose his seals thereof. The lion of the tribe of Judah, and who? The root of David. So, so is is a lion. Is a lion. The, the tribe of Judah. He's the root of David. And verse six: I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it has been slain, having seven horns, and seven eyes, which are. The seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth. And then he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Amen. Now, Amen. this book was in the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he that sat on the throne is a, is a being of dominion. Mm-hmm. That the throne is where is from where the the reign of God comes from. So the reason why they mention he that sat on the throne is for a particular purpose to tell you that that what he went to take is the right hand. The right hand is actually the where what the on the right hand is the secret of his dominion. That is the strength of his dominion. The right hand symbolizes strength of dominion. Amen. So he that sat on the throne, on his right hand, amen, amen. was the secret 
of his dominion. At the right hand of him. At the right hand. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Are you sure? Are you sure? They could have said um, on the table before him was a book. They could have said when he came, he told one of his servants to go to his bedroom to go and bring the book under his pillow, under his bed or something. Or go to my study, go and get a book or something. Are you getting me? Or they should have said on his head, on his left leg, on his left hand. I, so this, you have to be careful with the scripture. The, the Holy Spirit, everything he's saying, he's trying to show something. Why, why was that book in his right hand? If you remove the book from the right hand and just talk about the right hand of him who sits on the throne, the right hand of him who sits on the throne has to do with the strength. That's, if you read the scripture, right hand which means strength. Like the word Benjamin means the son of the right hand. It also interprets the son of strength. Amen. Amen. So the right hand of the throne talks about the strength of a throne. So he's now telling you that the book comes out of the right hand, was held in the right hand. It means that book is the book of the strength of his dominion. That's all they were trying to show about the book being on his right hand. It is that that right hand is the secret of the strength of the dominion of the throne of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The right hand. So the book, right, is something, of course, it's locked up, it's sealed up, because the secret of the, of the, the strength of God's dominion. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Do, do we understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Maybe let's, leave, let's not talk about that picture of right hand now. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come sometimes hearts get stuck in such things, the imagery of all that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Because it, it's the way it can sound like one dramatic movie. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But the Holy Ghost should be helping us to be able to see. When, when we see these pictures, be able to use the, the pictures to arrive at the essence of what the Holy Ghost is trying to say. That's a skill that we, we ought to have. So all I am saying is that Jesus went to take the secret of God's dominion. Mm-hmm. Of the secret of the strength of God's dominion. He went to receive it from him. Yes. Do you get that? Yes, sir. Uh, the reason of what makes God have eternal dominion is mm-hmm. his reign. Mm-hmm. Anything that God's dominion has means to you at mm-hmm. your level of revelation that you have received. That that thing has its secret, mm. praise God, and the, and it has it's been secret and it's been prepared in a way it can be given, mm-hmm. and but sealed up, yeah. and then this man went to take it, mm. went to receive it from him, amen. amen. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Praise God. So he went to say now now let's look at the profile of the man of him who went to take it. Now these are all these things are all instructing. Now, the profile of this man who went to take it, they said, they should weep not for the person who took it is, also, is a lion. Mm. 
praise God. Now that word lion is also talking about a king. The word lion means king. The lion is a kingly animal. The lion is a king of the jungle. It's true. King of the jungle doesn't mean he's the strongest animal in the jungle. Like a king is not the strongest man in his kingdom. But when the lion is around, you know this one is a king. If there's something about him, that even the big animals, they shake when he's around. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. They don't naturally attack the, the lion. Mm-hmm. Right. For them to be able to attack a lion, either they've been pushed to the corner, or they feel very, very threatened mm-hmm. to fight for their life, or they have to go back and rethink about it. They don't naturally attack the lion because there's something about the lion. It has an aura when it roars. The roar of the lion tells you I'm the. In fact, it's warning you. I can. There are things I can do to you that <laughs> I can finish you. I, you know what I mean? And those things registers in you. So you see a giant. Even a giant elephant can be running. Praise God, because of the roar. I get what I'm saying. And that is the that is the dominion is a kingly. The Lord made the lion that way. Even the hair upon up there. Sometimes it almost seems like he's wearing a crown. Praise the Lord. That hair from the hair that that just comes here like this. So that's a kingly animal. Amen. Amen. So it says the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Of course we know David also symbolizes dominion. When you hear David, you you know you're talking about dominion. Amen. Amen. And has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. So it's very clear that the book is taken for dominion. So David symbolizes, I'll tell you what the meaning of David. David means, David means a man having ownership to the throne of God. That's the meaning of, if you want to summarize what David means. Right, they call it. They will say the throne of David is actually the throne of God. But David is a man who's who has made God's throne named after him, who has taken ownership, who has had inheritance of the throne of God. Are you seeing that? But for that, oh, thank you, Father. For that to happen, it means that. In the, the man who would have inherited God's dominion mm. must have received the secret mm. of the dominion of God. Mm. Are you, am I making sense? Yes, <laughs> Hi. Yes, Amen. Am I making sense? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, now, this time, they are not telling you about the process whereby mm. Jesus himself received the, the strength or the secret of God's throne. Mm. The time when that he was given that, they show that in the book of Hebrews. Mm. When that was given to him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When they say, Thy throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of righteousness, the scepter of thy throne, right? Yeah. Come here, sit at my right hand. Mm. That was when, they gave, when Jesus received it. They, they reveal that in the book of Hebrews. But now, they are showing here, which is the whole point of the book of Revelation, is they are showing, in the book of Revelation and Hebrews, they have the same kind of, they have the same kind of intention, in a way, 
but revelation is is complete right it's called the revelation it is the revelation it is the fullness of everything praise god what the book of hebrews amen. amen the book of hebrews is the purpose of the book of hebrews is just to show something is to show is to interpret to us who jesus became in terms of his priesthood is just let's just take the priesthood of jesus and then interpret the priesthood of jesus and relate it to you the x-ray into the priesthood of jesus that's what the book of his of hebrews is for an explanation of the priesthood many of us believe that so in, the, in chapter 1 of Hebrews, they started by showing you, they, they have to show you the credential of mm. chapter 1 and 2 yeah. are the showing of the credentials mm. of, of, of Jesus. Mm. Praise God. The first thing they said, God was sundry times. In the, uh-huh. As in these days, by his son. That's so that book of Hebrews is talking about, is, is the teaching of, Jesus is high, Jesus is high priestly instructions. Mm, yes, right? He's exposing your soul towards yeah. the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. Yes, Introducing the soul yes, to that sir. thing. Yes, sir. Then he's now telling you, okay, he has spoken to you. Now, of course, it takes a high priestly ministry to, 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 to relay the voice of God. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. Do you agree? Yes. To the entrance into the voice of God. Now, Hebrews is, the, is introduction to the voice of God. Yes, that was the introduction. And Paul is the one who was fitting yes, to do that introduction. Yes, because Paul is the apostle of Christ. Yes, and the, the, and Paul's, Paul's work in the epistle will not be complete yes. if it doesn't end with the introduction yes, into the voice of God. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, and, and the voice of God, you now see a shift into a, it's purely a priestly, high priestly operation mm. that brings the voice of God. So it must unveil the high priestly ministry mm. of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what the book is, of Hebrews is, mm. is all about. They introduced him, right, yes, uh, as a speaker. Yes, they now began to see what gave him the credential to speak. Yeah. Who by inheritance obtained more excellent name than they be made so much better. He spoke about that. I began to speak about how he, he obtained that position. When he sat down, right, at the right hand, the Lord said unto him, right, Today you are my what? And my only begotten son. Today have I begotten you. He spoke about his priesthood, spoke about the scepter of his dominion. Amen. Amen. Then when he went to chapter 2, now began to speak about now about what he has to say, the importance of what he has to say, why he should give the more earnest heed to those things that he has to say. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. They spoke about the, why should you give in importance to it? Because he's the one they crowned with glory and honor. Right? That's what they spoke about him being crowned. But we see Jesus. Crown and glory and God. How he tasted death for, for every man. Amen. Why did he taste death for us? It's for to bring us many to glory. Are you seeing that? So it's also chapter 1 and 2 of Hebrews is, is actually is just about the credentials of Jesus. Making the case for you about who he is and what he is saying. 
the importance of what he is saying. So Paul used open Hebrews by introducing men who have been learning Christ, who by God's grace are now coming into fullness. By the time many of them are beginning to emerge into in the realm of fullness of Christ, praise God, they are beginning to move into the season of fullness of Christ. It's time to introduce them to the high priestly speaking, which is the speaking of 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 God yes, through the high priest who is Christ. Yes, but it's, it's also what you call the voice of the sure foundation. Mm-hmm. That is the, 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 the voice of the foundation wherein the house of God should be built. Mm-hmm. Because the, the sure foundation is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So after he spoke about the his who he is, his credential, then the importance of his what he's saying, why you ought to listen to what he's saying. Then then chapter three. Now we're gonna say, okay, now consider him. Consider the high priest. He now turned the conversation into your profession. You now into are you seeing that? He now is telling you that all of this high priestly ministry is because of your profession. You are supposed to be a professional that, uh, that has to be raised. But the person who will raise you into this profession, which is called the high calling of God in Christ, is this high priest that we are introducing unto you. He's called the high priest of your profession. Consider the, high, the apostle and the high priest of our profession Jesus Christ. He now began to, to speak, com- he compared him with Moses. Yes, Am I correct? Yes, sir. How Moses received profession too, yeah. okay. using the pattern of the Old Testament of God giving a profession, because yes, that was what the, the whole priesthood was a profession yeah. in the Old Testament. And I'll speak about Jesus also, who is a, a priest or, yeah. over his, a son, sorry, yeah. over his own house. Whose house are we? Are you seeing that? Yes, then after introducing the profession, chapter 3, yeah. then chapter 4, and I began to warn yeah. about the rest. Yes, sir. My correct that yes, sir. the end of the profession yes, is because there remained a rest for you. Yeah. Then he now began to also connect it with examples. Yeah. He's, he's lining up the Old Testament profession yeah. versus this profession. Yeah. Now began to show you how people made mistakes yes, with, the old, with the Old Testament profession. He gave a, in that chapter four, give the examples of of how they what if evil heart of unbelief, how they mishandled the profession, how they didn't take the profession seriously. Are, are you are you getting yes, it? He went on and on and on. Then later I began to introduce him. Later I spoke about the order of his priesthood, yeah. being the order of Melchizedek and all of that. Yeah. Amen. And gave different warnings about how you ought to now don't be dull of hearing. Yeah. Broke. He brought the introduction of the word of oath, yes, which is the strong meat of the word, separating the strong meat from the milk of the word. Yes. That's the purpose of the end of chapter 5. Yes, sir. Am I correct? Yes, sir. When you ought to be teachers, that was the season of the Hebrew church. Am yes, I correct? Amen. Amen. 
so that was that's the Hebrews, and Hebrews goes on like that. Then, but this book of Revelation is the revelation, it's the full book. Yeah. But the purpose of Revelation is not necessarily just it's not if you take Revelation, the focus of Revelation is not Jesus mm. personally or the priesthood of Jesus personally. The purpose of revelation is the servants of Jesus or the servants of God. Revelation is the revelation about the journey that servants ought to take to the end. It's to show the servants things that which must shortly come to pass. So everything that is said about Jesus Christ is, is now brought relative to those who should be coming before him. That is what the revelation is. Because it was to the churches. It's to, it's to, to send it out to the churches. So the purpose of this book of Revelation is exposing, uh, is, is talking about the final exposition, how they will expose the secret of the dominion mm. of God to the souls. Amen. Amen. To the hearts and to the souls of men. So let's go back because of time. Let's see. Yeah, it's almost time. Um, so this is chapter 5. Amen. 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 So this is chapter 5, you saw that we're after the, in the right hand. Amen. Amen. The book started, the chapter started with what he saw in the right hand of him that sat. Then he asked, who can take it? Hmm. So there's something about the kind of man who can receive yeah. it. Yes, <laughs> because who is qualified to receive something who gives you an insight into what it's for. Hmm. Yes, if God can safely transfer it, it means that when Jesus took it, then when it was in the hand of Jesus, hmm. it was a safe transfer. Hmm. It means that the person who took it from him has already been developed mm. to carry it. Yeah. That when God committed that scroll to the hand of Jesus, mm-hmm. yes, the, Jesus had specific attributes yes, in him, yeah. am I correct? Yes, that made him a carrier yeah. of, those, of that, that secret yes, of God. Now, the, the profile, this chapter, the beginning of this chapter 5 is is showing the profile of the man who, who is a carrier mm. of the testimony mm. Mm. or who is a carrier of the secret of God's dominion. Mm. That's why they ask, they say, I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book mm. and to loose the seals? And they made it clear that no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Yeah. Then he began to weep. But then, in verse 5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, for behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seal. They are telling you, ultimately, the person who should be able to open it must be a king also. But he is a, he is a special, this is a, a, great, a, a great thing that was seen here, that this King is not, is not 
is not just a king in the Godhead. Right? Like he who sat on the throne. is not just a king in the Godhead, but he is a king who is a man. He is a Praise the Lord. So any man, no man can will sit upon the throne the way God, Elohim, sits on it. There's a way that, uh, amen. Because there's a way Elohim sits on on the throne. Amen. Any man who sits on the throne, he, when you check that throne, they will tell you, look, this throne you're sitting down is the throne of God, but it's actually the throne of David. Mm-hmm. It's Davidic in, in nature. So, like I said before, David, throne of David means the throne of God has given to a man. Mm-hmm. Or the throne that of God, but that a man has purchased. Or he's talking about the, he's talking about the, he's talking about the, David, the breakthrough of David is called the mercy, the sure mercy of David. Mm. The sure mercy of David is how can, how can the eternal power, the power of the Godhead, mm. of God's power and dominion, mm. how can it be made available for a man? It's, the, it's what he called the mercy of David. The sure mercy of David. Amen. And for that mercy to occur, that mercy is based on an everlasting covenant. Praise the Lord. The sure message of David is, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. That's the book of Isaiah chapter 55. I will make a, an everlasting covenant with you. Even the word sure mercies of David. Amen. So the everlasting covenant is what a man will fulfill to receive the throne of God. Amen. The, what a man will what? fulfill. They are actually works. The everlasting covenant are specific works that must be revealed. And these are the things a man must do. There are actually things a man can do to receive the throne of God. There are actually things a man, a man can do. Do you believe that? So at the, 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 at the height of the secret, which was at the right hand, is the everlasting covenant. The everlasting covenant is part of the testimony of Jesus. Hmm. Wow. The testimony means the details of a covenant. Yeah. Yes. The, what is the covenant saying? That's the testimony hmm. of it. Are you getting what yes. I'm saying? Yes. Do you know that the throne Jesus is seated down right now is called the throne of David? How many of us believe that? You don't believe? <laughs> you don't believe that? The throne that God is, Jesus is seated right now is called the throne. You don't know what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ came down from his own position in the Godhead and came and Hide his eternal inheritance with man. Hmm. That 
that will let us I will become a man and then inherit God as a man. The estate that God has as a man, which is which is listen, the estate that God has a man in God, the estate of, of a man in God is a bodily estate. That's the best word I can use. We can, it can describe it to you. So when you see man sitting in the throne of God, man will not, does not sit in God's throne as a head. Yes, sir. He sits there as the body of the head. Yes, sir. Yes. Are you, are you, yes, sir. you get what I'm saying? Christ is not head of himself. Christ is the body of God. Do you believe that? How many of us believe that? Christ is what? Is the body of God. Christ is the body of God. God is the head of Christ. The scripture says that. But you see that body, right? It will not just be only Jesus alone. There will be other men. Many of us as men can also become part of that same body. When you, actually, when you become Christ, you come to, come to the fullness of Christ. That's why you become the, filled with the fullness of God. Then you can become engrafted into the body of God. That's why you, together with Jesus, you, you inherit the throne. That's why Jesus said that the way I'm sitting on the throne, you also sit with me. Am I making sense today? Praise God. Just a little more and we should be done. Amen. Amen. And so one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. You see that they are speaking of Jesus, but they have to mention him as a Davidic entity. So Jesus, when you check in the Bible, in the, script, in the spirit, when you see Jesus, he's a David in the spirit. Who is a David? A David is a man who inherited the throne. Of God, that's the definition of a David. In this, David is a type in the spirit. A man who in who in what, who inherited what, the throne of God. A, a man who the throne settled with. Now, this David here has nothing to do with just that man, David per se. You get what I'm trying to say? Yes, it's, a, it's a type. Those are types yes, in the spirit. Like, like David, before David became the king of Israel, mm-hmm. right? David was the answer, mm-hmm. right? They tried Saul. Mm. Saul took the throne, but he could not inherit it. How many of you believe that? Yes, he could not. He could not be. It, the, the throne did not accept him. Yes, the, he didn't accept him as a custodian of the of the dominion. Mm. Right, he fell short because he didn't come with a priestly yes, power. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that's what you will see here. Saul was a lion, but he wasn't a lamb. 
He didn't have the priestly strength to keep the throne, to hold the throne of God. But David, they, they took time to, to, to put the lamb nature on the inside of him. So when David was ruling Israel, he was ruling, ruling Israel like a lamb. He was ruling Israel like a lamb. You see the nature of a lamb in him, even before he became king. What's the nature of a lamb? Willing to die. He was willing to die for the whole nation. Everybody was hiding away, but all his brothers, all the, all the, all the people who were... Even Saul was hiding. <laughs> that is the proof that Saul did not have a lamb nature. He sent everybody. He was even there. When, when, when David came to say, David said, I want to go. He was even concerned about David's life, self. Yeah. He said, this thing, in life, we must protect our life. Let's, thank God you want to die for the nation, but we know how. So, so Saul didn't have consciousness beyond keeping his life. Mm. He couldn't think of putting yourself in jeopardy mm. right, for, the, for, the, for the kingdom, mm. for the dominion. He didn't have that concept. And that was the, the sickness of Saul. Praise the Lord. So, but David had that. He went into battle like a lamb stood before Goliath. Yeah, I'm sure in his mind he's willing to be slain. If I pray, if God answers, if God doesn't answer, but someone must stand it. How dare this man defy the word? This uncircumcised man. Defy, means that he was conscious that a man who, has, who doesn't have a covenant. A covenantless man. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. That can it defy the armies of who? Of the living God. His, the anger of him was... <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. That is a lamb. Yeah. He's a lamb. That was a, that was a lamb nature. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so you now see, verse 5, that it was the, a king who, who so when he, he, he was a king who prevailed to open the book, right? Mm-hmm. The lion of the tribe of Judah to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. But when you now look closer at him, because the elder said, this, the king has taken it. Uh-huh. The king has prevailed. The lion of Judah has prevailed. But then he now said, okay, let me behold and see who this king is. Only God knows what he was thinking, what he will see. When, when someone came to tell you and say, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. When you hear David, you are thinking of one giant, mighty, prevailing king. And I said, okay, let me now, let me see this king, who he is. You are looking to see one, what? Ferocious, mighty, roaring entity. And and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the other stood a lamb, as it has been slain, having seven on seven eyes, which are the seven spirits. And then he came. So he now he saw the operation of how he took it. That's what they're showing. Are you getting me? Yeah. So if the angel in verse 5 did not tell um, John, that he was he is actually a lion that took he was a ferocious lion that took this thing. John would never have known that he was a lion. 
Because when, after the, he told him, the lion has taken it. Then he now said, he now, they opened his eye to see. To see the action of taking it. Are you seeing that? So when they showed him the action of taking it, who he saw that took it was a lamb that had been slain. That took it. So it means that, this, this is what I'm telling you here. That the actual action of taking it is talking about the inward nature. The inward nature of him is a lamb. The lamb signifies priesthood. Priesthood. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? The lamb signifies the priest. So really, even though there is a dominion, he has a dominion, but really the credential for the secret. That's the summary. We can summarize that and end today. What gives you credential for the secret of the dominion is your priestly amen, amen is your priestly qualification mm. your priestly qualification Amen. 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 So is the is that is the lamb nature? Yes, sir. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> is the Hallelujah. The lamb's the lamb's nature. The lamb is the the lamb sacrifice. That, that that animal called lamb is the all is the highest is the highest sacrifice that God receives. Mm. 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 How many of you know a priest is a sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah. You do you know that? Mm. Has it occurred to you? Yeah. That that's really ultimately what a priest is. If you want to summarize priesthood. Mm. Okay. Like, when you go check the, the tabernacle, what are they making? What is the priest making men into? It's a sacrifice, right? Yeah. The, the tabernacle is a preparer of sacrifice. So yeah. that which is what God uses to receive sacrifice. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the purpose. Are you getting me? Yeah. In the Old Testament, because men, God could not receive men. They had to bring animals. Mm-hmm. The animals was in place of themselves. Yeah. So when you see a priest, is a sacrifice. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. When Jesus finally went, when he went into the, the, the tabernacle to offer, it is himself. He was the lamb. He was the yeah. sacrifice. He didn't come with a goat or anything. It was him. Am I correct? Yes, sir. After he resurrected from the dead, yeah. he went there. So it means that he, when you go into that the real tabernacle, <laughs> it's where you bring sacrifice to. <laughs> and it just happened at that time, the, the old, the, he had brought the best sacrifice, <laughs> which was himself. That's what he was raised for. 
All the raising of Jesus is so that he can offer himself. Offered him, who, who through the eternal spirit offered up himself unto God. That's the job of a priest is to offer sacrifice. The, the work of the tabernacle is to, for God to receive. Do you, you see that? So the lamb is a high priestly animal. Is it, the lamb is a depiction of the high priestly sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? So, so the, the, the nature that really took it was the, what, the, the nature of the lamb, the lamb, the lamb's nature. So, it's very clear, should be very clear to you. Do you want to reign on the earth? What should you become? Very simple. This is the secret of reigning. Secret of secret of reigning. What is this? What is the secret? The answer to sin and death. It's the lamb's nature. That's the priestly nature. That's the priest. A, 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 a priest that has finished his. Is the fin- he has finished this, his purpose, his destiny. A priest that has arrived at his destiny is a slain lamb. Wow. Lamb. Who is a slain lamb? Is a lamb whose life has been received. God has received it. God has received the wow. offering of yes. life. So the lamb received it to teach and show unto his servants. Wow. So this lamb has other servants who is who is raising yeah. to become lambs yeah. like himself. Yeah. How will he raise them? Is this that secret? Yeah. That secret called a testimony. Yes. That secret, that is the secret of, of the priesthood. Wow. Which is, it makes men lambs. Mm. The secret of this book. Mm. It produces the lamb nature within, within them. Amen. Amen. So you see, the, all the ordinances of priesthood is to produce the, the sanctification, the holiness, the purity, the humility, the brokenness, the righteousness, the judgment of the, of the Lamb, the nature of the Lamb, which is the Lord will, will rot in us Amen. and will cause to come to pass Amen. in us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I hope we're blessed today. Let's thank God for His word. Shaman or curious. Prisci to prative Lord. Pensa oranasi paranakayan on ferenos par asato prebiske ferenos parenosivera ostokia fandra la kaya la basusi Paradox, 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you use this word. Take it, Lord, and you will use it to bless our soul and establish us in all of your righteousness so we can be conformed to the image of the Son. So we can become all that he wants us to be. Thank you, our Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.